21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. I've had people call me um, or email me saying that they can feel the love that has gone into their pieces of jewelry. And that really kind of pushed me, really pushed me almost to the edge of tears. I, it makes me feel emotional when people say that to me because there is, there's so much love that goes into what we do. And I think all of our artists take such pride in the work that they do. Um, but yeah, it's just a very, it's a loving, it's still business. Don't get me wrong. I'm still like, people have to make their numbers and, and we still have to get orders out the door. But when someone says they can feel the love that went into it, it's huge. How did the idea for Dion Journal come about? It's, it was your idea or? Yeah, I was, uh, I was working with my childhood best friend, um, helping her with a business where she was making little ornaments, snowflake ornaments out of sand uh, from the beaches on Cape Cod where we grew up. And we were like, what's the next step? You know, what's ornaments are great, but what can people keep with them always, hold on to always? And we started taking jewelry classes together. And then, but honestly, then it was like the customers, you know, they just, I, I launched the business in 2010 after practicing at my kitchen table for a few years. And then they were like, well, wait a minute, you know, can I send you rock? Can you crush it up? Can I send you flower petals? Can I send you ashes? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> what kind of person are you? Are you still what's the next step person? I am a what's the next step person, yes. There's always, I, I would say I'm a true entrepreneur because there's all these ideas consistently flying through my head, uh, which is great, except I need, you, as you get older and as you're in business longer, you learn to try to pare them down and stick with the good ones and throw out the bad ones. Uh, but I mean, next up, we're going to be expanding the line, uh, the current line that we have. And then we're also going to be creating a new brand called And Earth um, that's going to be very earth centric, um, not as custom as Dune Jewelry is, uh, but still very earth friendly uh, with donating uh, part of the proceeds back to um, Mother Earth because she's angry. <laughs> Mother Earth is angry right now. Let's speak a little bit more about you. You just told me that you have practiced few years on your kitchen table. And what, from your point of view, what are the important, let's say, personality traits? Is it a persistency? Absolutely. For a long time, people have romanticized being an entrepreneur and a business owner. And I'm here to unromanticize it for you. I mean, it's, it's not meant for everyone. And uh, for me, it is work 
and my family and everything else suffers, quite honestly, because it's my passion. And it's not that I am like, oh, poor me, I have to go to work today when everyone else is off. I'm like, time to go to work. It's going to be a great day. Something new is going to happen. It's going to be a new adventure. Um, you know, being an entrepreneur is the greatest adventure of my life. It is a roller coaster. There are days when you can speak to me and I'm like, oh, it's like all falling to pieces. And then two days later, it's I'm on top of the world and everything's great. And maybe you could say that's just my personality, but I do believe in some way, shape or form, every entrepreneur experiences that, um, even if they don't admit it. say mother earth is it part of of your success formula are you uh, connected with earth oh for sure spiritually on energy level any any specific level spiritually energetically i i mean our designs are custom made and personalized with sand and earth elements and when you really think about that every single stone every single gemstone or metaphysical stone it's all part of our earth, right? So what you're picking up in the sand, uh, say it's from your favorite beach or it's crushed granite from the Rocky Mountains or even soil from the Appalachian Trail, that all holds energy and it's been here a whole lot longer than we've been here. Um, and I do, even though people may think whatever they want, I believe that has a lot to do with the success of, of my company. Can you define what success for you is? Sure. I would say, I'm not going to lie uh, about monetarily, I do um, consider the more revenue we're making, the more, the more profitable we are. That is success to me, but um, more so the more new customers that join the Dune family, uh, the happier they are, the more they actually understand the scope of what we do. because it is so vast. Uh, you can, not only can you choose items from our, from our sand bank um, to customize your designs, but you can send your own. So people have said, I know you're gonna think I'm really weird, but can I send hair from my dog or ashes from a loved one or, you know, all of these unbelievable experiences that people have had that they want to capture and create a tangible reminder uh, for. And I think that's very powerful because right now, where are all of our memories? They're either in our mind or they're stuck in our smartphone, in our phone, right? Or they're on our computer. Back when I was uh, younger, you know, you would take photographs and you would print them out and you would put them in a photo album and kind of reminisce and write notes on them and dates. And yes, we can do that digitally uh, these days, which is nice, but Dune jewelry gives you a tangible reminder of life's most precious moments. And that's what matters to me. What else matters to you? What was your transformation from those first startup steps until now? My transformation was, it's colorful. I have a very colorful journey because I dropped out of high school when I was 15 and I moved out on my own. So um, the great thing about that is I got to work so many different jobs just to keep a roof over my head. 
Um, and I was able to learn from every single manager, every single coworker. Uh, and I think that really helped me becoming a leader in my own business. I know how I want to act. I know how I want to treat my people. And I certainly know how I do not want to treat my, my team members. So that was very interesting. Um, I got a business mentor early on. Um, so I launched the business in 2010. Uh, and I went to SCORE, which is an SBA, Small Business Administration program, where I received a free mentor. Um, who I still work with to this day. That was in 2012. And that really helped me evolve from being an artist at my kitchen table, making pretty jewelry to um, knowing how to read a PL and a balance sheet and understand that profitability is more important than revenue when you're a bootstrap business. So <clears throat> I worked in real estate for the first four years to fund Dune. Uh, one reason, because I didn't have enough confidence in myself to people were like, Oh, I'll invest. That sounds like a good idea. And that was very scary to me to owe people money and not know what I was doing. So I was like, No, I'm just gonna keep working these these real estate commissions and putting it into the company. And eventually, step by step, um, we really bootstrapped to where we are today, which is I mean, we're shipping to about 600 retail doors all over the world. We have a great e commerce website. Um, and, and we're a thriving small business post-pandemic, if you want to say post-pandemic. I know we're still kind of coming out of it, especially for small businesses. Really, at this point, I still believe that direct emails, um, building an email list is so important. And not ones that you buy off the internet or by someone who just finds you on LinkedIn as a business owner. It's really about the organic build of that list. Somehow, some way, you've got to figure out your messaging so that people want to sign up and learn more about your brand, more about your product. I also think grassroots is a totally overlooked way to promote your business these days. If you have any sort of service or business where you can go out to trade shows and trunk shows and uh, live events and because they're back. The live events are back um, now over the past two years when they weren't around. Do a raffle, figure out a way to get that information because it is so valuable. You know, even a list of five, 10,000 people that are that is organic is gonna drive your business forward. Then you can start asking for referrals and things like that. Uh, I also think that just great content, people will, it's, it's funny how you'll talk to a digital ad agency, which digital advertising is wonderful, right? But they'll be like, budget, 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 give us more money, 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 pay us, pay us, pay us. But you know what, if you don't have great content, content and if you don't have content that explains exactly what you do um, with an image or a quick bit of, uh, of, of verbi verbiage, it's not gonna help. You can throw $100,000 a month into the digital vo vortex, and it's not gonna be as valuable as a couple of organic customers that will spread the word for you. I truly believe that. I see so many small businesses that have um, venture money or big investors, you know, going out and just listening blindly to the digital ad agency who's saying, give me 10,000 a month for Facebook, which is a great strategy. Um, if your messaging and your content is compelling. Is it a storytelling format, content format? What's, what's the format? 
Yeah, I think that oftentimes I'll go out to business events and people will say to me, oh, you have such a great story, a great, uh, you know, it's so authentic. And I'm like, okay, it is because it is, right? Like I didn't rewrite history. I didn't make anything up. I didn't, I just happen to be lucky enough now to have a little bit of longevity underneath my belt um, as a bootstrap entrepreneur. I think when mentors or uh, consultants are telling you to come up with a story, you've got to be realistic about it. I mean, be honest, because if you're just making something up because people are telling you to be authentic and have a story, it's it's going to be a waste of everyone's time. Try to stay as true to the real story as you possibly can, because that's going to be powerful in the long term. You have around 5,000 authentic destinations. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. So when I started the business, I would go and I would call the town hall and say, hi, can I take a cup of sand from your beach? I, I create jewelry with it and we donate back to coastal preservation. We've actually donated back over $200,000 over the past five years to different charitable organizations. And they would say, yeah, sure. And because one little cup of sand makes over 1,200 pieces of jewelry or accessories. Um, and then once the word started to spread, people would call and say, hey, I just got back from Iceland. Can I send you a teaspoon? Or I just got back from Dubai or Positano. Or I mean, we have thousands of earth elements. And the cool thing about that is they are sending it to me for a custom piece of jewelry for this tangible memory. And it goes through... Um, uh, a, a fact-checking process. Um, we actually have a sand bank manager. She has familiarized herself with all of the geological kind of makeup of different regions all around the world. So not only is it authenticated by the customer sending it in for their own memory, um, plus they have to sign a waiver, plus it goes through a fact-checking process, and then we enter it into our sand bank. And that's how we've grown over the years, all of these incredible locations. And they do look different. You've got pink sand from Bermuda and the Bahamas. You've got gray and black sand from Italy. You've got um, white sand from Florida or some of the, the parts of the Caribbean. So it's all it's it's a really cool artistic medium to work with because the colors and textures are so vast. Let's go more into the into the process uh, for creating a piece of Dune jewelry, if, if you can share. Sure. So an order will come in from a retail partner or a customer online. And basically that customer has chosen a silhouette on the website that they love. Then they go into the sand bank, decide what they want in that silhouette, comes to our studio. We actually go and uh, we do have the, the metal findings pre-made. So we have the sterling silver and stainless steel findings pre-made. So we choose the finding is what we call it, the metal. And then we go and we get the element out of the sand bank and then the artist sits down and creates the piece then it goes to our qc department uh, we do have a lifetime warranty on all of our designs and a happiness guarantee so we're really um, we try to be as picky as possible about what goes out the door it's custom packaged because every piece is custom made it also has to be custom packaged to tell you what the item is made with um, and then it, it ships to our customer within two to three weeks tops Happiness guarantee. What is your what is your sweetest dream and worst nightmare? <laughs> sweetest dream for life or in business? For life. 
for life. My sweetest dream, I'm such a typical mom. My sweetest dream is that my children want to take over this business someday. <laughs> so simple, but so I don't know if it's going to happen. One of them wants to be a dog walker and one of them wants to live in a horse barn. So, um, but listen, here's to hoping. Um, gosh, worst nightmare. I mean, I think of my worst nightmare every other week if, uh, you know, if orders aren't flowing the way I hope they are, or we're not meeting projections, or I have a team member who doesn't turn out the way that I had hoped they would. I mean, there's a lot of disappointment, but you just have to get, get back up and keep going. And I know that sounds so cliche, trust me, but there are so many mornings where I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, today is going to be difficult conversations or negotiations. Um, but you just have to get up and do it. And it's, it's so worth it when it's worth it and making it through the difficult conversations and the, and the hard days are, it's powerful for yourself. And I think I probably have gone to the point of identifying myself and my self-worth through my business, um, which is not great. And I think you do have to be careful of that. Whereas some women as a female entrepreneur, some women put their self-worth into their children, or, you know, I happen to really, um, be career oriented and and work oriented. So that can be tough because you take it personally uh, when when you succeed and mostly when you fail. But um, but if you can be aware of it and conscious of it, then it's okay. Do you feel alone in the process? Always. It's interesting because even as a small business owner, which is what I am, I have 30 full-time team members. And you would think being surrounded by you know family and and employees and colleagues all the time you wouldn't feel lonely but at least once a month i'm coming up with um an idea or a strategy or a solution that i'm i'm coming up with on my own and and running it past the team and oftentimes it it's just a lonely place to be because nobody is going to no matter how much you incentivize someone no no matter how well you treat them no one's going to think of the business or take it as personally as you do. Um, again, this is for us. I'm speaking knowing my, my that I'm a small business owner. So if you're an entrepreneur, you know, raising capital and, and doing something um, like that, it, it could be different because you've got a big team. You're all kind of working toward the same goal. But I think as a growing entrepreneur in a small business, it's lonely. find any, any any way to cope with it is it a mindset is it a daily routine sport activities yeah for me um, again the connection with the earth I'm outside every single morning except for when there's snow on the ground and I'm walking barefoot and I'm connecting with the earth not a great meditation meditator meditation person my brain has a very hard time slowing down but when i am outside walking barefoot i do gain a lot of clarity in my thoughts um also blocking out time even just a half hour a day where you're not taking calls you're not taking meetings you're just um, making space for creativity or anything. Listen to a podcast you love, read a couple of chapters in a book. You do have to 
find some sort of balance. And some people are really good at it. I'm not. So if it's a half hour a day, I'm good. How does it look like? Do you have any specific contact with a tree, for example? Do you feel on a specific way? Yeah, I mean, for me, I I walked barefoot as a child all the time. I mean, it was um, it was kind of a joke in our family. Uh, just I would never have shoes on. And but I think that the reason grounding now walking barefoot outside works for me personally is because it does uh, transport me back to being a child and having that wild, open creativity that kind of gets beat out of you as you get older and older and you become, you know, you're working or become a business owner, or have children. And um, it really connects me back to that mindset of just open creativity, no judgment for myself, giving myself grace throughout that, you know, 10, 15 minutes um, of grounding. Are there any uh, memorable stories that you heard from, from, from customers that you can share with us? Oh my goodness. I, my team knows when I'm on the floor, if I've got a customer who's super emotional, um, they can see it because people will call and tell me their stories about um, spreading a loved one's ashes uh, over a beach or um, a childhood beach home that they went to every single year and then um, the family had to sell it due to hard times. And then they, now they have this little piece of those moments and those memories. Um, oh my gosh, what else? Uh, one girl moved to LA and used to hike the Hollywood Trail all the time um, as she was pursuing her her career in acting. And she never made it super big, but you know, it was such a great experience, a great time in her life. So she ordered some items with the Hollywood Trail sand, which was really cool. Um, people have sent in uh, coal recovered from the Titanic, which was an incredible opportunity. Um, really bizarre, th not bizarre, I shouldn't say that. Really unique things. Um, one woman sent in Chihuahua teeth from her, <laughs> from her dog that she loved so much. It was like her child. Um, and apparently they lose their teeth and grow teeth. So she wanted it made into a necklace. Um, sea glass, people uh, find specific shells or sea glass that they want incorporated. There's so many. The list is endless. I could go on. But every single one of those things that I mention has a memory attached to it or an experience. And that's kind of why we moved from saying we create beach sand jewelry to um, now we are the one and only experiential jewelry company in the world because we capture experiences in every single design that leaves the studio. If you'd like to know more about Dune Jewelry or customize your own uh, piece of jewelry or an accessory, you go to dunejewelry.com, just like a sand dune, D-U-N-E-J-E-W-E-L-R-Y. And we're also on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, we're everywhere. 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskorik.